Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 18 of Revelation chapter 22. We're going to be reading verses 14 and 15. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. And I'll stop reading there. Now, we've discussed both of these verses, but there's something I want to look at in particular, and that is verse 14 is telling us about those that have entered in, and verse 15 is describing those that are without. And that goes along perfectly with the statement that the Lord made in verse 11, that the unjust would be unjust still and filthy, filthy still, and the righteous, righteous still, and he that is holy, holy still. The righteous and the holy have entered in. The unjust and the filthy are without. And these are the two conditions of man that are now fixed and established for the period of Judgment Day. The prolonged period of time that very likely is 1,600 days in duration. Well, let's just look at what the Bible says about entering in. We know from John chapter 10, in John 10, where the Lord Jesus is uh, picturing himself as a door. It says in verse 7, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Well, there God defines what it means to enter into the gates, into the city. It means you are saved. And, of course, it would mean that those without the city that have not entered in are not saved. And that's really the simple picture that all of God's elect have entered into the city. They've all become saved. And the rest of mankind is without. And so they're, they're typified by dogs and sorcerers, whoremongers and murderers, idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Notice that God lists six evils or, or six things that describe the unsaved. And six is the number of work. These are people that did not enter into the city through the faith of Christ, but instead they sought acceptance with God on the basis of their own works. And no man is justified by the works of the law, therefore they're without. They're without the city. Now, 
when we read um, in Genesis chapter 7, in the flood account of Noah and his family entering into the ark, that's a picture of salvation. In Genesis 7 verse 15, And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of flesh, as God had commanded him, and Jehovah shut him in. The elect Noah, his family, and even the animals, they picture God's salvation. They enter into the ark. The ark is the kingdom of heaven. It is an illustration of the Lord Jesus himself. And they go in through the door. And once they're all safely inside, God shuts it. God shut the door. And with that action, he separated mankind. Those within will live. They'll be delivered. And they represent the elect. Those without the ark will not live. They will die in due course in a matter of time as the floods come. And they are picturing the unsaved people of the earth. Exactly 7,000 years later, to the equivalent day on May 21, 2011, which had the underlying Hebrew calendar date of 217, 17th day of the second Hebrew month, God shut the door of heaven at the end of the Great Tribulation. Is that a coincidence that that uh, May 21, 2011 was the last day of the Great Tribulation, a 23-year, 8,400-day Tribulation period, and also had the underlying date, the very day in history when God shut the door of Noah's Ark. And in so doing, he, he protected his people. They would live. And he uh, sealed the fate of all of the rest of the world. They would die. No, it was not a coincidence. God spiritually brought judgment on the world and and he shut the door of heaven and he arranged the calendars to uh, pinpoint that and to lock that truth in. In Genesis 19, with the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities of the plain, God uh, came in the form of two angels to Sodom and warned Lot. And Lot fled the city with his wife and uh, and his two daughters. And then we read uh, in Genesis 19, in verse 23, The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then Jehovah rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from Jehovah out of heaven. Zoar is a little city picturing the city of God. It represents salvation. God could do nothing until righteous Lot, representing all the elect, entered into the city Zoar. Once he was inside the city, then God rained down fire and brimstone. That's the picture. God would be long-suffering, patient in his dealings with mankind until... The elect were safely in. 
until they came into the kingdom, into the city, through salvation. And when the last one was in, then at the very next available instant, Christ comes quickly in judgment. In Matthew 25, in the parable of the ten virgins, God is illustrating the same fact in Matthew 25, beginning in verse 10. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Just like Noah and his family and the animals went into the ark, just like Lot went into Sodom, here the wise virgins go into the marriage or the wedding and judgment day the Bible views as the wedding ceremony and at the completion of judgment day the completion of the wedding feast if you read Revelation 19 carefully you see the wicked are sacrificed at the wedding feast at the time when Christ is with his bride the, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Well, then, uh, at the completion of Judgment Day, it's as though the wedding feast has ended and then the marriage will be consummated with God's people going to be with the Lord in the new heaven and new earth. But here, again, they that were ready went in with him to the marriage or the wedding and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. They are without. Once the door shuts, once God's people have entered in, and, and that very last one has, has crossed the threshold of the door and entered in, God shuts the door leaving the rest without. And that's what happened on May 21, 2011. God shut the door and and his people were in the kingdom, in the city, the holy city, Jerusalem. They were a part of that city uh, through salvation. But the rest of the unsafe people, the earth, the inhabitants of the world are without. And the word without, if we look at that word and how it's used, it's Strong's number 1854 in the New Testament, Greek. It's used in Matthew 13, and I'll read verses 47 and 48. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which, when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. And the word away is without. They cast the bad without. So shall it be at the end of the world, the angel shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Also, in Luke chapter 13, Jesus is answering the question, Are there few that be saved? 
And then he said unto them in verse 24 of Luke 13, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in. Now, now consider what we were just looking at, what we learned from the Bible. What does it mean to enter in? According to John 10, let me, let me read that again. In John 10, in verse 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Well, here in Luke 13, 24, For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in. They'll seek salvation. That's what is in view. They will seek to be saved. And the next part of the verse says, And shall not be able. They shall not be able to become saved. They will not, in fact, become saved, despite their seeking to be saved. And and why is that? Well, verse 25 explains, When once the master of the house is risen up, and hath shut to the door. And when does God shut the door? After... Noah and his whole family, eight souls, enter in, and all the animals. That's it. That that's all that God um, called. It's all that He drew into the ark. That they represent all the saved. Then the door shuts. God doesn't shut the door when Noah and his wife have entered in, and and shut the door on Noah's sons and their wives. No, because they were chosen by God. So God leaves the door open. It, they may enter in because the door is open to the ark. And it's not until they have crossed that plane of the door frame of the ark into the ark that God shuts them in. Likewise, Lot entered into Zoar before God rained down fire and brimstone. God waited and waited carefully until his foot crossed the boundary of the city Zoar before the fire and brimstone would fall from heaven. And and so when God says here that there are many that will seek to enter in, they'll seek salvation and not be able to, to obtain salvation. And then he says, when, this is when this will happen, this is the time, once the master of the house is risen up and has shut to the door. And when would God do that? When would he do that? Judgment day. Judgment day. The end of his salvation program. The time when he has completed his saving of the elect, he's found everyone to be saved. That's when God shuts the door. He doesn't shut it beforehand. He doesn't shut it when there's still others that he desires in. And just think of the ark. God didn't shut it on anybody that he intended to enter into the ark. The ark first was filled with all the souls, all the people that God wanted on board. 
It was very few, but that doesn't change the fact that they were the ones. Eight people. And then the door may shut. Then God shuts the door. And it goes on to say here, And ye begin to stand without. In Luke thirteen twenty five, When once the master of the house is risen up and has shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without. And notice the word begin. Standing without is actually, we have learned, something that has occurred since May 21, 2011, over four years ago. And and it, that's when the unsaved began to stand without. They've continued to stand without throughout the whole four years and four months and 16 days, four times four, until October 7th, 2015, which is on a Wednesday, the fourth day of the week, and is also the 10,000th day of overall judgment, which is 10 to the fourth power, four, 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 the furthest extent pointing to how far God's judgment will proceed and no further. It's the furthest point uh, in all likelihood. It's the completion of the wrath of God. And all the while, the entire time, the unsaved have been standing without the kingdom, without the door of heaven, that it was shut on them by God himself on the beginning of the day of judgment, May 21, 2011. And yet, they're involved in knocking at the door. Notice it says, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. There is activity going on, uh, and it would represent spiritual activity of people seeking to be saved, or seeking that there is salvation continuing. And there's been a great deal of that kind of discussion with many people, they they reject the Bible's teaching. They they say God wouldn't shut the door and leave people without and have time continue. Well, he did it here in Luke 13. He did it in the days of Noah when he shut the door of the ark and there were people, a whole world without and just a few souls within. There were men, women, and children without. There were teenage children or seven or eight or nine-year-old children. There were little toddlers and there were little babies, certainly, that were without the ark. And I'm sure in a world of maybe a couple of million people, there would have been some women, maybe a good number, that had children in the womb or had recently conceived. And God would have granted them that conception. But those children were conceived and in the womb, and and yet God still shut the door. He still shut the door of the ark. And, you know, can you imagine people today? Oh, God, you can't do that. You can't do that. What about these babies? They don't have a chance. They don't have any opportunity to get into that ark. That's unfair. It's unfair, God. God's salvation program was designed only, exclusively, for the elect. And not 
for the rest of mankind. The rest of mankind are sinners. And, and they've sinned against God. And God's punishment for sin is death. And if God brings death upon an old person or a young person or a child conceived in sin or born speaking lies, God is just in doing so. And no one can charge him with injustice or, or a failure uh, to do what is right because he has saved a people for himself. God is under no obligation, bears no responsibility to save anyone but those whom he has determined to save, and he's only under obligation to save them because it was his determination. It, it, he, he could have saved no man, uh, no one at all, if uh, he had so decreed and he would have been just in destroying the whole human race. But he did choose certain ones, and the sending forth of the gospel has always been for their uh, regard and, and in order to find the lost sheep of the house of Israel, the command to go into all the world and and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Ghost was a command to go find the nations of them which are saved. And, and then all of them, the elect, the nations of them which are saved would be baptized into the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. It was never a command to go into the world and bring the gospel to those that are not elect of God is not obligated towards anyone that is unsaved in any way. And and so when he determines, and it's always based on the ones that he has elected to salvation, predestinated them, when they have become saved and they're safe and secure, then the door shuts. The door shuts. And it doesn't matter who's without. It doesn't matter how long they're without. That the fact is, all that were to be brought in have come in, and the rest are without. And that is according to the perfect will of God. Well, let's also look here in Luke 13. In Luke 13, in this same passage, it says in uh, verse 27, I'll start there, but he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets, and and that would represent everyone that God has saved as God's people spiritually are prophets. And this is referring to all the prophets. When you see... And remember, this is the Bible. It's not talking about physical sight. It's speaking of when you understand or when you hear from the Word of God. When you hear from the Word of God that God has saved all the elect, typified by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets, well then, when you shall see this, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, 
They are all in. They have entered into the city and you yourselves thrust out. That word out is the same word, 1854 in the concordance, without. You yourselves without. They are within. You are without. And when you see this, when you hear this, now this is speaking from the perspective of the unsaved. They don't have to understand it and agree with it. But when they hear it, and they are hearing it, and they've been hearing it since the time before May 21, 2011, the whole world heard, that's the day the door shuts. And after May 21, 2011, when all the world's media were focused on Mr. Camping, what what do you have to say for yourself? What did he tell them in that period right after May 21, 2011? God did bring judgment, and there was no more salvation. And that's what Mr. Camping taught until his stroke um, for that couple-week period after May 21, 2011. And then God even permitted me to go on family radio to teach the Bible study for a few months up until October 21. And what was that Bible study teaching? No more salvation. The door is shut. God is no longer saving people. And, and so the people of the world heard it, and and over the last few years they're hearing it through eBible Fellowship as God is expanding our reach in many different ways. We're now reaching millions of people with the teaching, the door is shut, There, there's no more salvation, and the likely conclusion to the Day of Judgment is coming, October 7th. God is giving us a greater and greater audience to reach people. So the wicked have seen Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom because that's what's being taught. God saved all the elect and then he shut the door. And they themselves thrust out. It's actually the opposite of what God said in Psalm 37. Uh, here he's speaking to the elect. In Psalm 37, verse 34, it says, Wait on Jehovah and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Now, what does it mean to be cut off? Well, a good illustration is the ark once again. When God shut the door, he cut off entry to the ark. He cut off any possible hope of deliverance, of rescue, of living for the rest of the people of the world. They were cut off. They were without. And that's exactly what God did spiritually on May 21, 2011, when he shut the door of heaven, all who enter in shall be saved. I am the door. But when God shuts the door, he cut off every unsaved individual in the world. Now they are without the door, without the kingdom, without the city, 
without hope any longer, there is no more salvation. Because you have to enter in to be saved, but now you cannot enter in. You're unable. There's an inability for unsaved man to cross the threshold into the kingdom of heaven to have life forever. And and God says, when the wicked are cut off to his people, you will see it. Just as the wicked see the elect in the kingdom, the, the true children of God see the unsaved without the kingdom. As with Lazarus and the rich man, it says uh, in Luke 16.23, in, in hell he lift up his eyes being in torments and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. He saw all the prophets as the the beggar Lazarus represents all of God's elect in the kingdom and himself without. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.